Hello, GetBook listeners, and welcome to The Hand Cell, a special weekly installment of Get Booked that's all about books we just can't resist shouting about. This is Jen Northington apologizing for the frog in my throat. I'm getting over a bad cold and well enough to record, but not well enough not to sound a little raspy, but here we are. And today's hand cell is possibly the first time ever. I don't know that for sure, but it's definitely a rarity. I am recommending a poetry collection to you all. It is called Clockstar Rose Spine by Fran Wilde. And before I tell you why, let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Sourcebooks Landmark. So King Solomon says something very interesting to his son before he dies, and that is, quote, don't let the white man take the house, end quote. These, as I just mentioned, are King Solomon's last words to his son as he dies. Now, all four Solomon siblings must return to North Carolina to save the kingdom, their ancestral home, and 200 acres of land from a development company. Told in alternating viewpoints, Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris is a searing portrait of the power of family and letting go of things that no longer serve you, exploring the burden of familial expectations, the detriment of miscommunication, and the lessons and legacies we pass on to our children. It's an explosive and emotional story of four siblings, each fighting their own personal battle, because who isn't, who return home in the wake of their father's death. Make sure to check out Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris. And thanks again to Sourcebooks Landmark for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read. And I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk, comes the page-turning psychological thriller, The Trouble with Drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dazzling perfection to give a reading, Kat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. Thankfully, Kat's life starts to take on its own Eden-like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Kat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest-paced slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawk on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> So if you've been listening to the main show for a while, you know that we do get poetry questions occasionally. Neither Amanda nor I are huge poetry readers, but we both are have some basic familiarity. Uh, we actually had a guest, Charity Euro, on a while back who is a poet and had some great recommendations for folks. Maybe I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. But anyway, it's a rarity. It's, it's more often than not we don't talk about poetry. And like I said, I can't remember ever doing a hand sell about a poetry collection before and I would I would be surprised if Amanda had done one but here we are I read 
This collection, Clock Star, Rose Spine, for an episode of SFF Yeah. So if you've heard that episode about speculative poetry, you've already heard me raving about this collection. And that was an interesting theme to do because we've done that theme before, but I had never read a collection of speculative poetry, which, like, what even does that mean is a valid question. I go back and forth in my head about this. It is a collection of poems by a writer who works primarily in speculative literature. So Fran Wilde is a multiple Nebula award-winning author. You may have read some of her fiction or her novels, or maybe you've read her poetry, question mark. She apparently, I've discovered through the course of reading this collection and then doing a little research about it, um, originally started out in writing, in poetry, and then switched gears to fiction. And this is sort of a return for her. And the collection does have poems that I would absolutely consider speculative. Two of my favorites that I talked about on that SFFIA episode were Resume, which is a unnamed Greek goddess giving a resume in poetry form, which is amazing. And You Are 2.3 Meters from Your Destination, which is a retelling of the Orpheus and Eurydice story, but like via Google Maps directions or, you know, mapping, like AI mapping is it's amazing and also very funny and very moving in, in a way that like I just... I guess this is what poetry is for, right? Is to like play with language and concept in a way that you can pack a whole lot into a very little. But there are also a lot of poems in here that I do not consider necessarily speculative in nature. There's a few different self-portrait poems that I think are just beautiful. Um, There are a few sort of like here's a moment from my life poems, for lack of a better. I'm sure there's actual poetry words to describe these things. I apologize. If you're listening and you know, please feel free to send me notes. Uh, but yeah, there's there's some that are descriptions of the natural world. There are some that are descriptions of Wilde's childhood or significant moments from her life. There's a beautiful one. in Anything about the ocean, I'm already always obsessed with. And there are a couple of beautiful ones in here about the sea particularly the sea never says it loves you. I think that might be my all-time favorite in this collection. Although it's hard to say because there are a lot of great poems in here. There also are amazing pen and ink drawings. It turns out, as I discovered from the back matter of this book, that Wilde is a fountain pen enthusiast and did all the illustrations herself. And it's just a beautiful little book, y'all. It also comes from a local to me small press, Lanternfish Press. I love them. So there's a lot of reasons why I picked this up and why I'm recommending it. But I think on top of all of that, it was just an interesting experience to think about how I read poetry and what I get out of it when I read it. I always feel like I'm reading it wrong. Like I, my instinct is to read a collection of poems the same way I would read anything and that I just, I just read it. I just tear through. I don't take it one at a time. I don't sit and think after each poem necessarily. I just like turn one page after the other. And I feel like that's wrong. Like some part of me is just like, you're doing it wrong. But when I was prepping for this other episode, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to read it the way 
that it feels natural to me to read it. And we'll see what I get out of it. And I'm not saying that I might not get more out of it if I read differently, but I enjoyed this reading experience, which I think is the most important part. Like saddling yourself with a lot of expectations about the right and the wrong way to be a reader is never a recipe for success in any genre. So I'm working on letting go of that voice in my head that's telling me I'm not doing it right and I don't understand and I'm not doing enough to really get it. I also think that having let myself just tear through it to get the vibe of it was really fun and actually does make me want to go back and reread specific ones and explore a little more, which is, I think, as far as I'm concerned, the best possible outcome. Like that that I do want to revisit some and spend more time with them. That's what I want from any good read. So like whether it's character or plot or wordplay, like that's what I'm looking for in a good reading experience. So I feel like in that sense, I did it right and I feel confident about it. And I think Wilde just touches on so many different themes in this collection. Disability, feminism, mythology, as I said, the ocean, family, you know, complicated family feelings, uh, self conception, self-perception. There's just so much going on in here. And I think it's all beautifully rendered. And again, the book is a beautiful object. So I've been talking about Clock Star, Rose Spine, or maybe it's Clock Star, Rose Spine. I don't know what the rhythm is by Fran Wilde. And whether or not you are a poetry reader, whether or not you are familiar with Fran Wilde's work, I encourage you to give it a whirl, give it a chance, maybe listen to it in audio. I bet that's great if you're an audio listener. So yeah, giving poetry another, another, another try. That's the theme of today. So thank you for listening to us. As always, thank you so much to our audio editor, Jen Zink, who makes us sound great. You can find more recommendations, including poetry. We do have great writers on site who write about it. At bookriot.com, we have more podcasts, including SFF Yeah, which I have mentioned a couple times. Uh, you can find those at bookriot.com slash listen. And if you'd like to email us, maybe you've got feedback, maybe you've got pet pictures, maybe you've got a request, uh, get booked at bookriot.com. You could also review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and maybe even Podcasts chaser wherever helps other folks to find the show and in between shows you can find me on twitter and tumblr as jen irl j-e-n-n-i-r-l or on instagram as i am jen irl and we will talk to you next time 